welcome to a new episode of Carrying the Drinks. I'm Joe Sow and I'm joined here again with Tom Soward and Dan Wiseman. Guys, how are you? Either one of you, that would work well, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I thought Tom was going, he's, he's sat next to you, but obviously not. Uh, yeah, mate, very well, very well. Uh, obviously, finally sort of recovered from that final test match. Looking forward to the one-day series where we actually might have a chance. Um, but yeah, no, overall doing all right. What about yourself, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, getting there, um, especially after that test match. But I'm a bit like Wiseman, uh, looking forward to the one-day series where we might, might actually get results. Well, we worked well on the first, sorry, the last test match too much. We'll just quickly go over that and then look at look forward to the one days and the T20s. Um, so, obviously, England came into off the back of the third test match, the infamous two-day one. Um, and they made two changes to their side. Uh, Strip Broad and Joffrey Archer dropped out and were replaced by Don Bess and Dan Lawrence. It was Crawley, Sibley, Bairstow, Root, Stokes, Pope, Lawrence, Folks, Bess, Leach, Anderson. And then just the one change for India, uh, Jasper Bumrah, um, went away for personal reasons and Mohamed Siraj came into the squad so it was Sharma for them uh, Sharma, Shubman Gill Shateshwa Pujara Virat Kohli uh, Rahane Rishabh Pant Washington Sundar Axel Patel Ravishandra and Ashwin Ishan Sharma and Mohamed Siraj so I know we all spoke about our potential team and I think we all what like the idea of a mystery spinner being given a go but it was Don Best to come back in uh, do you think that was a correct idea correct decision uh, I think it, it proved to be not the case because he bowled uh, pretty terribly um, in the whole test. I think it, it was sort of very, it was handled very strangely, the whole thing, because like, obviously Root said um, before the test that he'd been bowling really well away from the team, um, which it might have been the case, but it didn't seem to be the case when it, when it came to the test match. Um, and, if, and obviously if it hasn't been the case, why say that in the press to put even more pressure on him if he hasn't been, been bowling that well? Um, to me, it was a bit of a weird management style for best. Um, it didn't really pay off, did it, really, unfortunately? Again, a, uh, like most of the series, England misjudged the conditions um, very wrongly, which cost us again. Yeah, 100%. What, did, what about you, Thomas? you think? What do you think going into the look at the team? Look at the team, I I expected it. We toyed with the idea of that mystery spinner, but I, I think we, we always thought knew that Bess could have potentially come back into to, to play the squad. And with Wiseman, we misjudged the conditions again. Um and then sort of the first innings as well, I thought we we messed up. So I think that was a 300 wicket potentially, but we gave our wickets away stupidly. Um well, that seems to be a theme, yeah. isn't it? Looking looking back. Apart from the first innings of the first test match, um, obviously Joe Root won the toss ring and elected to bat. Um, and then, yeah, we went out there. And as you said, we should have put more on. It was 205 all out. I think the two standouts for England were Ben Stokes with 55, Dylan Lawrence with 46. Um, and then what Axel Patel took four for and Ravi Ashton took three as well. I think Siraj took the other ones. Uh, and I mean, there was another one, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, underwhelming is, I think, the correct term to use. We should have done a lot better. Um, but yeah, like looking at it entirely from the entire squad, um, they should have just done better in terms of batting. Like, I think I don't know what else to say, it's just all, all poor, yeah, yeah. All poor. What was it? Uh, Joe Root was the only cent centurion yeah. on, the, on, on the tour from our point of view. 
And that, again, was in the first Test match. And after that, again, he struggled to sort of recreate the form that he's been in. Um, again, uh, you say, like, standouts of... Not really standouts, but the only two to do something were Stokes and Lawrence. And I feel like across the whole series, been the case, isn't it? Only a couple of people per Eddings have put their hands up and they've done all right. Yeah. But at the same time, again, very underwhelming. Uh can't seem, just can't seem, to, can't seem to get it right in those conditions versus the best, best sides in the world. And obviously, it is hard because India are an outstanding test team. They proved that versus Australia, and we know going into their own backyard, they're going to be, be very, very tough to beat. But like, I think they, like, what's more frustrating was that they were beatable. We just didn't ever put the right team together or the right side together to beat them in the right, at the right time. Um, yeah, there's some sort of, as you touched upon, we saw how good they were against Australia. There is some sort of symmetry between that tour and this tour in that they've been beaten quite comfortably in the first test of both games. And then they've both come back and then obviously the, the series scored line has been the same in both. Um, and realistically, they outplayed them. What India have outplayed Australia in those last three games. They've outplayed England in those last three games. Um, but yeah, it's still like, apart from the very first innings of this tour for England, um, I don't really think we can have too many positives batting-wise. Um, but, yeah, obviously after the, what, the first day and a half when we declared on, or oh, we were all having, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I was thinking this is going to be a good 4-0 win for England. We're going to romp it and then yeah. not to be. There's no positive about my 3-1 prediction at the start and yeah. that all just fading away and being India. Yeah. It turns out Joe was right, that 3-1 the opposite way. Yeah, but so, out of the three of us, we did have someone correctly predict the result of the test series. So well done, Joe. Thank you, you win. Well you done. win the uh, what was it? Pounds the pound each we put in. Yeah. Uh, and obviously after that uh, <laughs> underwhelming performance with England with the bat, it was their time of the ball, and obviously got off to a great start. I think Jim Lanson took a wicket. What was it? Third second ball. Second ball. Third yeah. ball. Yeah. Third, very hard doors. Um, and it was sort of like. I want to say he didn't really use his time in cricket, but it was neck and neck wasn't it, until I think Ashwin went. It was 146 for six. Um, but then obviously Pant came out with Sundar and showed us why he's probably one of the best cricketers in the world at the moment. Took the game away from us yeah. in one innings. Wasn't it? I mean, we talked about having Pant a lot this series and obviously before the early episodes about the Australia Test series and him proving to be, let's say, one of the best like chief batsmen in the world. And again, he, he said that. He, he did what we want someone like Butler to do and take the game away from you in, in one in one in one sort of innings, really. And not even innings, really, really in one session. Quick fire hundreds, puts the game out of reach, really. Like and you saw some of the players' reactions to some of the shots he was playing. That reverse sweep, that sort of reverse sort of paddle off Jimmy was ridiculous. When, when I saw Jim saw, saw Jim, yeah. Jim just walk away and go like, Well, what can you do really? You can't really, can't really do anything to that, really. Um, bollocks to do that to James Anderson, one of the best bowlers ever. And you just like all as well. It's like yeah. three overs old. Get, get a bit yeah. low, sweep over the top of uh, slips, fair play. The audacity of the man. Um, audacity of it. And yeah, just the class of it, really. And, and, and he is someone that I can't really wait to watch more of, really. Uh, he's obviously a very young cricketer. If he carries on, he's going to be in that, that test side for years to come. And he's just an unbelievable talent, really. Yeah. Um, and has great chat as well behind the stumps so he's going to be a, he's going to be a, he's a great character in test cricket like it's someone you like you want to have in test cricket 
he's, he's, he's flamboyant, uh, he's good to watch, and he's a good character as well. So they found themselves a keeper batsman for a, a long time to come, I think. Yeah, well, it's not really a position that India struggled with recently, is it? I've already bought- no, exactly. They, they, they always seem to have one or... MS Dhoni, you know, you go straight to Rishabh Hyde. So, uh, yeah. But India uh, came, finished their innings on 365 all out, so they had a 160-run lead. As we touched on, Rishabh Pant was 101 and then out. Uh, Washington Sundar was stranded in 96, not out. Um, obviously, his teammates decided that he wasn't worthy of the turn. Um, <laughs> and then just in terms of England's bowling, Stokes took a fight, uh, four first, so it's 27.4 overs. Uh, six maidens, eight nine runs for four wickets. Jen Manderson, 25 overs, 14 maidens, uh, 44 runs for three. And Leach took two as well. Um, and I mean, then, uh, Sto- yeah, I'll quickly say, uh, uh, Stokesy and Anderson, that, that spell they had together, the voices kept running in for like, I mean, St- Stokesy, like the bloke is, is a freak for it, isn't he? Like he bats five. Like he's, he, he's sort of a guy where you want to get the ball out of his hands if he bowls too much, you don't want to tire him out. But he's a guy that you can't you can't get the ball away from him when he's, when he's in a spell, yeah. And he kept running in and fair play to him. He, he didn't he didn't stop trying and he bowled very well. Him and Jimmy were outstanding. I thought yeah. Leachy again. I thought bowled really well uh, for, as 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 your lead spinner. Um, didn't also have the bucket from best you would have liked. No. Um, and then yeah, that's one of those things where it wasn't we did it right. Game was taken away with us from a, a good innings. Yeah. From, from Pant, really. Uh, uh, just, yeah. Yeah, like I said, uh, a well disciplined batting performance from them. So, as I said, when it was at a point where you thought if we get them all out for a 20 odd run lead, we can set a target. But obviously, yeah. they had other ideas. Um, so, like I said, they set England, well, England's 160 runs behind the game uh, going into their second innings. And uh, as we all know by now, it didn't go particularly well. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 135 all out, uh, a loss of an innings and 25 runs. Um, I mean, well, there's only two people who can come out with a little bit of respect from England with a bat, and that was Dan Lawrence with a 50 and Root with a 30-odd. Um, and then in terms of India, you had both Axar and Ashwin share the wickets five apiece. Five apiece, and, yeah. And yeah, the series ends 3-1 to India. Uh, they win the series and they get to take on New Zealand at Hampshire, the Aegeus Bowl in the Test World Championship final. Yeah, it should actually be very good, actually. Interesting to see how they fare, fare in those conditions. Yeah, that um, would yeah, be nice. We can literally give them a grass wicket down there, see how they face against uh, New Zealand. Be yeah, exactly, yeah. Wagner walking in and uh, fighting Coley. Yeah, that would be uh, similar to watch. Um, R- Richard Patton was named man of the match, um, obviously scoring lots of runs, but he could have gone to one, any of the bowlers, to be fair, Patel or... Um, yeah, pa- yeah, or Ashwin, superb again. Uh, Rob Ashwin was given the Man of the Series award um, and, well, he got 100 as well, 100, couple of fifers. Yeah. Again, it could have been him or Axel Patel. Um, yeah. But fair play, I think that... Probably I thought Ashwin with the bat slightly took it, but yeah, either one of those two really would have been given Man of the Series. They were, they were outstanding. No one really from an England point of view you can put forward no. um, at all. Obviously, you lost three once, so you can't do that. Uh, again, well, it's all more frustrating from this point of view. Like, like the likes of like Kohli, like didn't really do much. <laughs> and like when you get beaten by India, like when he doesn't do much, it's like it's probably a tad more frustrating. Um, Bosley, Ashwin, and Ansar were just too good for us. Well, that just shows yeah. that India have got, isn't it? Like, obviously, yeah, he's an excellent cricket player, one of the best in the world. But when he, he didn't fail, I think he's got. I mean, at least yeah, twice. No, didn't, didn't fail at all. 
But like him and Pajaro, obviously, you go into a series thinking like, right, we want to get these two, like, if we can, cheaply in most innings. And to be fair, we did have a good job in, in limiting the scoring of those two players specifically. But like, yeah, it was just frustrating elsewhere on, on the field, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we'll um, talk about some positives that we can maybe draw up uh, from the England perspective. Um, ones I've got down here, I've got, well, in terms of bowling, I've got Anderson and Leach. Um, obviously, Anderson's bowled very well in the conditions. That spell in the first test uh, was excellent. He only took eight wickets, uh, or was it three games? Anderson took eight wickets, um, uh, uh, an average of 15.87, an economy of just under two, so 1.92. But if you also take into account the Sri Lanka game that he played as well, um, I think in terms of what being James Calverson, he can only do it in one sort of situation. I think he's um, bowled very well for those conditions. Um, and long live James Anderson, pretty much. Did you just call him James Calderson? I did. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Interesting take on that one, Joe. But yeah. Uh, he, no, like, yeah. Really, Jimmy. Jimmy was outstanding. Obviously, eight wickets. You would have maybe wanted a few more, but like, to go under two for a ser- for a series is pretty ridiculous. But with the eight wickets, uh, you've got to bear in mind. He obviously the second game he didn't play, and the third game, realistically, he may as well not played because may as well not played. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Um. And then obviously Jack Cleach uh, was England's leading wicket taker. Took eighteen wickets at twenty eight point seven, uh, which isn't awful. That's decent. For uh, series, um, he's done. Yeah, like considering uh, how well um, other players have done and other players have not done, I think that's definitely some um, confidence he can take into the summer. And I think this pretty much will secure him. Well, you'd hope so as England's number one spinner. Number now. one spinner. I think. I mean, if you look at the two sides, like India have got two outstanding spinners at Sarah and Ashwin and, and they bowled very well together in partnerships and Leach just didn't really have that really did, did he apart from Rooty when he had when Rue had that little burst in, in that test match Leach didn't really have a spin partner or bowling partner and I think that showed really and Leach didn't bowl badly at all this series but I think you go look into account Ashwin and Axar took their wickets with them bowling together in those partnerships and Leach didn't have that bowling partner that he probably would have wanted in best I would have liked and, to. Um, sorry to cut in that, Dan. I would like to have seen um, Leach in Ali bowl. Also, I know Ali went yeah. out test, but I reckon if you would have given him the entire series, because he bowled with uh, a fair bit of control, did Ali in the game he did play in, and I think he took the most yeah. in that game. Um, I think that that realistically, in the long run, or in hindsight, should have been the pair that we went with. Obviously, in Sri Lanka, it wouldn't have happened. No, it would have been interesting to see how we would have gone out with our team. In the first test, had Moen Ali not contracted COVID at some point between leaving Heathrow and arriving in Candy. But um, yeah, I think he would have definitely played at some point in Sri Lanka if he hadn't have uh, contracted COVID on yeah. a plane somehow. Um, um, I think they, I think they'd have given him a game because obviously they knew going into into the series with India that they were going to rotate, wouldn't they? So they knew at some point he probably would have played. Obviously, we didn't see what happened to Best coming, but I still think even with that. They would have rotated those two together across the series. Yeah, um, and I, I do agree with Joe. I think if if he hadn't contracted COVID, he would have played one of the two Test matches in Sri Lanka, and probably wouldn't have gone home uh, after the second Test in India. I think uh, always because obviously that's the thing that frustrates me with the um, the whole rotation policy is that it is what well, it seems to be they've chosen three months in advance 
Um, so it was always going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, like I think there needs needs to be like a, some sort of flexibility in it, so that if you or if it gets to the point where um, it looks like you really need a player. But then again, it, it comes down to doesn't the human angle as well. Like, I, I, especially for the in some of the Murray Ali's case, they did have COVID. He's got a young family back in the UK. You can't really expect him just sit in a hotel room, etc. Um, no, exactly. And I, I mean, that whole scenario is, is, is insanely tough. I mean, look at other sports currently doing it, like rugby and the Six Nations. Um, they've been very open on, on the players of how hard it is. Um, but obviously, they're not rotating the sides as much as we are. They're playing their strongest team. So a lot of guys are in that camp knowing that they were not going to play at all in the Six Nations or they're going to play a very very limited amount of time from the bench yeah. and they're having to stay in a hotel room of four-way-four four walls. You're having to sit at your own dinner table for half an hour and it's just all very sort of strange. So you can see like, why they are taking that approach of rotating, especially being away from home. But like again, like known people have said that this is probably the best chance we've had to be in India away for a long period of time. And we probably like haven't sort of taken the approach you would have wanted in some of the test matches mm-hmm. and at certain times. And again, like a, a big frustration for everyone is just the lack of sort of the sort of the wrong approach to each test match and and, and getting the conditions wrong in 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 like a, a couple of them, which turn out, turn out to be sort of key mistakes. There's one point I saw. I think it was Mornay Morkel. Or Dale State, it was definitely, definitely a former South African pace bowler. Definitely a sapper. Uh, <laughs> but they said that it's setting England up well for what next two or three years' time. So, say, for example, players aren't going to be available for whatever reason. The rotation policy means that we've given people the chance to play a few games so they're not going to come straight into a team with absolutely zero international experience. Yeah, so that, that is have, very true. Not only to have much experience, we're also going to have experience of touring and also touring probably the worst conditions you could possibly do and the fact that you can't do anything. Um, yeah. So in terms of that, that I think is the one few positives. Positive. Yeah. Be positives, yeah. In terms I, of... I, one thing for me as well is, is, is sort of like Dan Lawrence, who I think has done pretty well mm-hmm. over, the whole, uh, over the whole tour of Sri Lanka and India. And probably shouldn't have been dropped for... What test did he miss? Did he miss the second? Uh, yeah, because he came second. into this one, didn't he? Yeah. So um... yeah, missed. Did he miss two and three, or, did, or just three? I can't oh, remember. Yeah. But I think someone like him, who obviously has done very well in this last test match, probably shouldn't have been dropped. Um, I, 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 he probably was dropped because because of this whole rotation policy. Um, but someone that I think obviously he can bat three, he can bat six. Um, and I think he's someone that's, that's done very well in this in, in in these two series, and it is a positive for us to take take on from that. So um, Dan Lawrence does in the future, to be fair. Yeah, I think he's I think he's one that has come out of it fairly well over the course of the whole time. And again, I, I said it in, in the last podcast. It's a bit of a shame we didn't see him bowl. Yeah, because he because he bowls a lot. He bowls more in the one-day stuff for Essex than he does in the four-day stuff. But he does bowl in the four-day stuff. And he's got a bit of an awkward action. He's tall. and just like He's someone that I think could have maybe bowled a bit. Like, if Root wasn't going to bowl himself, yeah. he might have turned to Dan Lawrence at some point to, to have him to have a bowl. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, think Dan, I, I think Dan is one of the ones that have come out of a bit of a positive look on the series. Well, I've got two other policies I've written down. One of them is Joe Root in that um, yeah. 
Also, I know well, he scored 368 runs and average of 46, which isn't awful. Like, it's no, very good in India. Very uh, good in India. And I know probably most of them have come from his very first inning score. <laughs> but still, um, that is something that he could take on to himself looking forward. I think, I don't know, I haven't got this number down with me, how much he's averaging this year. But it's going to be quite a, quite a lot. I would also put Ben Folks with the, uh, ben Folks with the gloves. Um, and I think he's just shown that he is England's best gloveman. Um and I, mean, I think he showed that he's, he's won the world's best club, but not even, not even England. Um, like he's he's a guy who can't play Test cricket for us because they don't see a spot for him in the side. But he's the best. Even one. with the bat, he's looked good. I, yeah. I think like he's not done himself any shame with the bat. But with glove work, mate, he's 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 different gravy as they say. He's just like ridiculous. He was so good at some of the some of the things he was pulling off. It was great to watch. As I say it was great to watch two good keepers. Keeping well in such hard conditions, yeah. and uh, and people some people obviously say, "Oh, it's it's not important having a good keeper if they don't contribute." I think that's just so wrong in certain in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he'll keep his place. I think Butler will come back in. I think I think you know what I mean. I think Butler straight back in. I, I don't even think he'll be part of the squad to England in England because just the, of the conditions and the way uh, the team want to go about it. But it's a real shame that he's not. Yeah. The whole thing I find just a bit frustrating. Um, it'll be. I'm not sure exactly when England's first test is in the summer. I don't know if there's any championship games before that. But um, if you look at like today, like in this sort, uh, in the last four tests, Ollie Pope's not done particularly great. No. no. I think he needs to play a few games with Surrey. Again, I, I completely understand that it's in the Sun Continent. It's a very difficult place to bat. But I think yeah. you need to go and score some runs for Surrey for. Well, he should have to go and score some runs. We're sorry before he gets picked, but he probably will just come straight back into the squad like he did um, in this before the India one. But even if you were to try and keep the similar sort of squad, keep folks in there, maybe replace both Pope with Butler, and then you can bat Butler high at the innings and see if he can it, yeah, the plant innings and not and not and not and not have to keep as well, not to worry about the keeping side of things, just let him focus on his batting. But then it's, it, I think it will never be there, or it won't be in the near future anyway. That you need to go and score a ton of runs in the championship in order to secure your place because as we've seen with some people that's just not how it works uh, <laughs> what you've got to think though like like some of the lads now also, also going to go play in the IPL aren't they so they're, they're not going to play any red ball cricket before the tests come about in the summer really um, which is a shame but talking on Pope though one thing that, that Pope I think is going to be very important for England for come, come Australia is short game he's very good against short ball he doesn't mind facing any short stuff. He scores runs off it as well, yeah. which is I think the key when going down, going to going to Oz. Um, sort of, obviously over the years we've we've been outdone by the pace and the short ball, but people that have done well recently, lots of Davin Milan, very good against the short ball, doesn't mind taking it on. And Pope, even though he's not the tallest of people, he scores a lot of runs against the short ball. And I think he's going to be key come Australia to bat at like six. And I think he's already part of that plan for that reason. And of course, he's just an outstanding, outstanding talent. Um, but I do agree, like going back to sorry would help him a lot, I think. Yeah, like there's so many people that are like sort of nearly men for want of a better phrase at the moment in terms of being in and out of the squad. Um, so like I said, I'm, I probably should have just checked this before I start doing it, but um, I don't know if there's any Red Bull games before. I think it's New Zealanders that we play. Um, but It'll be interesting to see how the line, especially with like the likes of Rory Burns not doing particularly well when he's come back. Again, yeah. it's difficult to, um, you don't want to brand someone as a 
is, I'm not sure what the word would be, poor based on batting in India, because as we all know, batting in India is difficult. But yeah, um, yeah it, it will just have to wait and see and see what happens when we've got a nice green top at Lords and uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really interesting. But if you're on about that with the county championship, you've got to think a few of those players were low on runs in India. I know you pointed out, obviously, it's in India, but there's a case of sending about five or six of their starting batting team back to get runs before we play New Zealand in the summer. Yeah. So, I mean, that all sets up nicely for the beginning of the test summer or the beginning of the Red Bull summer. I think it's only four weeks away or four weeks yesterday. Till very you close. Ball game. Yeah, um, very close. As we all know, it all happens when you've got, like, knee-high grass and the ball... <laughs> all out for 40. Yeah, uh, those are the days. That'll destroy everyone's confidence when uh, they've scored three runs. And... As we touched upon, uh, the T20 series starts tomorrow. Um, the first of five, first of a five-match series, all of which are taking part in Ahmedabad. Um, England's squad. Um, I'm sure you've all got it down in your notes, but if not, I shall rattle it off for you now. Uh, Owen Morgan, Mohammed, uh, Mo Ali, Moeen Ali, not Mohammed Ali. Joffrey <laughs> <laughs> Archer, Johnny Versto, Sam Sam Billings, Josh Butler, Tom Curran, Sam Curran, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingston, Darren Milan. Adil Rashid, Jason Roy, Ben Stokes, Reese Topley, Mark Wood. And on standby, we've got two. We've got Jake Ball and Matty Parkinson. Um, are you happy with the makeup of that squad? Uh, five? First of all, Joe, you have pronounced most of those Indian players' names correctly. And then you come to the English <laughs> Struggle with the England one. <laughs> uh, uh, Reese Topley's a bit odd. Well, he's on um, Inres. No, I don't think he's that odd. I think he came back. I think Reese is a good option, personally. I think he's done all right since he's come back from injury. She has for, uh, a back long injury, injury, didn't he, actually? But I know yeah. he's taken quite a few. I think mean, he's gone signed for Surrey now, hasn't he? Or he signed for Surrey last season. Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for, for Sussex, quite funny. Obviously, left Hampshire because of injury problems. They obviously probably didn't want him. And then they played them down down in the home and he took, like, I think, was it a fourfer? Oh, like, God. nothing or something else. Or three, three. He, he tore through, like, the top of the Hampshire order uh, last year at some point. But I, I think... Reese is a good option to have in there. Again, left arm or something different. Um, good variations, which is what you want in the white ball bowler. Question is, can he stay fit? That's the only, the only issue around him is can he stay fit? And I hope he does. I think it's a good option. Well, that's the ideal nature of T20, isn't it? That you don't have to be... Obviously, you have to be fit to be a professional sportsman. You don't need to be ridiculously fit in order to play T20. Tends to we see like Noel Mills. I know he was a fixture in the T20 lineup a few years ago. Yeah, instead of for Sussex, but um, I don't think his body would let him play. Um, no, any other sort of form. I know like Chris Woods retired from red ball stuff to focus on white ball stuff for Hampshire and just various other things, which is fair enough. If that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, we're looking at the squad. Obviously, you can always. Well, I mean, we'll have it until he either retires or comes back in. The where's Alex Hale's question? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the one thing I would say, we are blessed with firepower at the top of the order, so it's not like a massive mess. It's not like when it was KP a few years ago. Um, obviously, you've got Butler, Besto, uh, Roy, like Morgan, Milan, etc. Who can yeah. 
role. Mate, even the Coens can do it after watching them in the IPL in the delayed one in September time. Well, Archer uh, Sam Cohen was opening the batting. Joff Archer was hitting five sixes and over at one point. Yeah. Right. Nah. Uh, but that's our, our batting is stats, isn't it, for, for the T20 stuff? And the, the only real question we have is, is where do we bat, is, is, is who bats where, really, isn't it? Um, you obviously got you obviously got the likes of uh, Bairstow, Roy, Butler who can all open. I'm sure I'm sure Milan would probably want to get higher high, high the order as well. Um, so I, again, yeah, we, we we are stacked for batting numbers, and it's how you get them all in the side and where do you bat them, sort of thing. Well, There's a lot of talk. Is is Butler better down the order or up the order? I think his T20 record opening the batting is pretty outstanding. Yeah. It's outstanding, lower down the order as well. But I think what's on that Butler, you want to throw as many balls as you can, I think. Yeah, well, I've, I've written out a quick 11, which I think if I was uh, Owen Morgan and uh, Chris Silwood and John Lewis and all that, all that gang, so this is what I'd yeah. go tomorrow. Um, in that I would take Josh Butler and Johnny Bairstow open in the batting, um, Dawid Milan at number three, best, well, number one rated player at the moment, Owen Morgan at four, Josh. Ben Stokes at five, Moeen Ali at six, and I've gone for Sam Billings at seven, controversial, I'm sure. Archer at eight, Jordan at nine, Rashid at ten, and Wood at eleven. Um, and that is the makeup. And I'll explain my decisions. Um, obviously, I know Jason Roy is firepower, but I know he's struggled recently with the bat. And I think Butler and Bairstow at the top of the order in T20 is the way forward. So Milan is unreal. Morgan, I've seen videos of him training, and he's seeing him like an absolute beach ball. And I, I mean. Even still, to this day, I think Owen Morgan's still a little bit underrated. Um, I think so as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, Ben Stokes is a gun player like, in terms of bowling as well. Um, obviously, I've done it for Moeen Ali because um, I just feel like he's going to be, especially like a second spinner in India, is what you need. I think go looking forward to the T20 World Cup next year. He's going to play a big part in that. Um, Sam Billings, again, an absolute gun player. And... If he was born five years either side of when he was, he'd be a mainstay in that England team. He'd just come into such ability that yeah. it's difficult to fit him in. Um, Chris Jordan, again, I mean, is an absolute yeah. wonderful player in terms of T20. I think he's, again, one of our... I know he's a leading wicket-taker for England in T20s, but I still think he's underrated. Um, Joff Archer at nine. Um, again, nine maybe a little bit too deep, maybe batting ahead of Jordan, but either way, he's absolute wheels in T20s, 95 <laughs> miles an hour. And yeah, uh, an absolute gun. Rashid again, one of the also best. played, also played, also played a, a lot of India, isn't he? In the IPL and done very well. So those skills there are going to be pretty vital. And then Mark Wood as well at eleven, because I think you just need that pace, like out and out pace. And then you've got Jordan as well for his like bowling of the death is able to mix up, as you said, uh, ability when he comes off. Something. Yeah, yeah. With Topley, that he offers you the um the variation required, and then Stokes as well. So I think that's a balanced batting attack, balanced bowling attack, and. um also, I'm giving buttons button to gloves. So, I think Bess is actually one of our better fielders out in the field. As I well. agree. Yeah, I think, I think Bess is a better fielder in the outfield than Butler is. Yeah. I think Butler should keep. Um, and Billings as well. Again, I think he's 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 very quick. And Billings. even if you have him out wide, out wide, sorry, out in the deep, then he's... <laughs> out, a, out wide. He's <laughs> <laughs> better with a wing. <laughs> he, had a, he had a brilliant summer as well, Billings, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, for our one-day team in the bubble. Um, yeah. I also think uh, someone like him... Like bang at seven, like he comes in as an out and out batsman yeah. rather than someone maybe like Tom, like a Tom or a Sam Curran, who are both very good options. But I think with that stat batting lineup, someone like Billings 
I think is just pretty key to coming. If he if he is needed at seven, if for some reason like we do lose a few early wickets, if he's in early doors or or say even in, in like the middle overs over 12, 13, like that's great for us. <laughs> Mm. Um, again, having someone like Tom and Sam are, but as they're more all rounder based, I'd, I'd put, or if they go with that that way, I'd rather have someone like Sam at seven, who's now an our batsman. Yeah, if um, you're, um, and that's done very well in T20 cricket. Yeah, if you're picking a team for a game in England or in New Zealand or somewhere, you might probably want another pace bowler. So you think one of your current brothers comes in, um, yeah, properly, and then everyone moves up a place. But I think in India, I, agree. I think that obviously you need Ali and you need Rashid for the spin, and then I think you yeah. Just, Variation. We obviously Archer would have both pace, and obviously you've got Stokes and Jordan who can uh, mix it up with their variations. I uh, say so I think um, I think that team is pretty spawn, Joe. I, I, I wouldn't make any changes to that. Um, for some reason, they do really like Tom Curran. I think they, they they like his like variation that he brings to the team. But I I, I know I just I, has he really done it for England that that much like. No. When he's come in, like, is, 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 obviously he's still young and needs more experience. But like, I don't know, I watch him and like, even for Surrey sometimes, he goes quite a bit of death. Like he, he does win games for them 100%, but he also does go for quite a few runs. Yeah, um, a bowling average in T20 internationals of 31.2, which is quite expensive for a T20. I, I reckon if yeah. you have a brother... I'd choose Sam. Yeah, I, I I would go Sam as well, mate. hundred percent. Yeah. Obviously, Sam currently isn't paced, but he knows he's not paced. He will bowl you at, what high seventies, low eighties, and he can get you the quicker ball in there. But the best thing yeah. about him is he's a lot shorter and he's got a slingy left arm action, which yeah. I think is something different. Because obviously, if you pick Tom Curran, you've got three bowlers very similar in Ben Stokes, Tom Curran, Chris Jordan, who are all that sort of bowler. If that makes sense. Whereas if yeah. Have those three, and one of them doesn't work, and they're probably all not going to work at the same time. Whereas if I you agree. those, and then you have Sam Curran, who is offers you that something different, then he can do it. It's like when before the World Cup, in I was watching the highlights of an England India one day in 2018 earlier because that's what students do. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, David Willey, obviously, that was when he was playing. And again, David Willey is one of those who's a bit unlucky in that he was born in this era. If again, five years earlier, five years later, he'd got in there. But what he always offered was he'd, he would guarantee your wicket in the uh, power of the opening day. overs. He'd yeah, guarantee your wicket because it's just it's opening over swing, and it was just always taking a nick. Hundred percent going to happen. It probably yeah. wouldn't be much later on into the game, but it'd always get you one in those opening spell. Exactly. But again, it's just something different in that. Obviously, Chris Wokes, who's not even in the squad, which I think shows just the depth that they've got. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. that Willie and Sam Curran is similar in that obviously they're both left arms and offer you something different, and that's the best. That's the best way. That's the best thing you want. You want variation in your attack. Yeah, but Willie up um, summer as well in the bubble against. Yeah, he was. He yeah, we, we we played what the sort of like reserve team was, didn't we? In in, in that series, because we had everyone else playing in, in the test matches, and yeah, Willie had a very very good summer, but like even then it was like. There's no way he's going to get back into the side. It is a bit. Like, is it a bit weird that they've gone with Topley in this series and not Willie? That's what. That's uh, what I was saying. That Topley was odd. I thought Willie yeah. was a better option to take personally after spending the summer in the in the actual bubble. Um, yeah. And then to be completely dropped out of coming for Topley, who hasn't had international experience in a while, I thought was a bit strange. I mean. 
when Topper first came onto the scene, obviously there's a lot of talk about him being like it's gonna be it's going to be England's like key T20 bowler for a long time. Then he had the injury issues, and now he's come back and done well. But in that time, Riddy was always consistent. As Joe said, I, I, was, I, I mean, his stats for wickets in the first over specifically are, are, are unbelievable in T20 cricket, like in domestic and international. And that can't be overlooked. Like wickets in the power play in T20 are so key. Like if you can't get wickets in the power play, then it's, it's almost game over a lot of the time. I think with Ben, um, he's more of a 50 over game. I know it's obviously still similar in that you'll take various things. But yeah, like in terms of T20 international, David Willing's bowling average is 22.38, which is a lot better than Tom Curran's. Yeah. Um, obviously, Reese Topley's is a bit unfair to compare because obviously they've only played six and Reese Topley's got, what, 34.6. Mm-hmm. But it's just something a little bit different. Um, well, obviously, they're both like all left armers, but in terms of various things, if you had to pick one of those two, you probably... Again, it's difficult because none of them's had a decent running team in a while. Obviously, I know Willie played a few games in the that series against the island, but um, it just in terms of yeah, yeah I, I would have gone Willie personally. Yeah, the only thing that I would say is with Topley is I think he brings you more consistency over the whole course of a T Twenty game. With Willie, personally, I wouldn't bowl him at the death. An England shirt, but he does. He always does seem to bowl himself. They the bowl, bowl him at the death. But I think occasionally he's he he gets it wrong, and would, would cost you. And I also think in the middle overs, it's also hard to bowl as well. Obviously, we're stacked now with Rashid and Ali bowling those in eight over periods. Like you know, Rash, Rash or Ali are going to come on at over seven, and those two are going to bowl in the middle overs. You may even save Rash at the end for one. Like, but like Rash and Ali are going to bowl in his middle overs. But I think like just Topley brings you something a bit different and in that he can bowl in the power play in the middle and you do see him bowl at the death as well. And he's done all right in like, for Sussex as well in that oh. stage. And I, I think that's potentially why they've gone with Reese over Willie. Yeah. Um, in terms of David Willie, I reckon if the ODI series was longer than three games, that was a five day series opposed to the T20s, David Willie would 100% be coming. Um, yeah, I, I agree. What's been announced as it for the um, ODI series, um, but it'll probably be made up of test match players who aren't in the yeah. I think um, ODI twenty squad. Yeah, um, looking at looking at that, obviously T Twenty team. A lot of those guys do play in the one day stuff as well. So you might have a couple more come in, a couple go out. Drew will go in if there's ODI, if he wants to stay in India, that is. Yeah, it was difficult, wasn't it? Because I know they flew home yesterday or the day before. Um, most yeah. of the squads are like James Anderson, Stuart Broad, etc. And obviously, Joe Root would be involved in that part as well. If it's worth, well, I'd say if it's worth, it's in Santa Creek, it's always going to be worth it. But if you want to go through the fly in there, quarantine, and just to play three games, and if you're not even going to play as well. Yeah. Um, so it yeah. could be a chance, again, similar to what we saw with the Island series, um, a sort of a mixture of players that aren't always going to be the first names on your one-day team sheet. But again, that's not even a bad thing because... No, it's I, not at all. It's I, great I, for us, really. Take that 11 that played that series in Ireland last year and played them against pretty much any other nation. I reckon they give them a good go, especially as well if you keep some of the players who are in the T20 squad, literally keep pretty much pretty much that and then try and bring a few more people back into it, like Chris Wokes, et cetera, then I think that is looking forward ahead, look, looking ahead, looking ahead, I can't talk, 
um, it is setting us up perfectly for the future. You obviously got to think that they've obviously got the World Cup in, in mind, haven't they? And you've got to think that they're preparing a squad for that. Like, they already know who, like, the main 11, to say 13, 14 guys are going to be, don't they? But you're going to have to name a few more in reserve who, if for some reason someone does get injured, they're going to come in and do a good job. That might be, be again, why they're, they're looking at Topley in this series, because they, they thought, right, we've seen Willie do it again for England against Ireland. We know he can do it. Maybe let's see if, if Topley can do it as well, so that it gives him another left arm option. Um, it's, it's, it's a very interesting one as well because, like, again, in that England Island series, you had, as Joe said, you had a lot of guys who were on the fringes of the England team, but also all could come in and, and do reasonably well, like for, for England if they've done so. Like you had the likes of obviously Willie, Lee, and Dawson didn't actually play in that series, but is is one that is done well for England when he's played in the one-day stuff. Um, and I think they've obviously got the, in mind that they're going to have to name a squad for the, for those World Cups, aren't they? Is it like, 2020 World Cup in India, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it'd be nice to see how we do then. Yeah, well, I think that's why that the T20s are five-day, sorry, the five games and the ODI is just the three because obviously there's not a tournament coming up for a while in that format. But um, obviously, as well, just looking forward to that World Cup, T20 World Cup, I reckon that players participating in the 100 could manage to crowbar themselves back into squads or back in, into squads for the first time. Um, so I reckon that looking forward could be something that um, is something that they're going to look, look for and think who are going to be the best players. You've seen some people have signed for various counties or uh, franchises. Um, and I think that, that is the way that some people are getting back into that squad or into that squad for the first time. Yeah, I understand. I mean, again, what is great for us is the amount of stuff in depth we have, isn't it, in the one day in T20 stuff. Um, and obviously, going into that World Cup right now, you'd say us and India are two of the favourites. So this is going to be a pretty key to see how it all sort of bounces out, doesn't it, really? And it'd be a good look ahead as to what might happen come, like, sort of come next year. Yeah, well, I think you, we saw that Owen Morgan said in a press conference the other day that India are favourites for the World Cup. And I think an Ing Indian person said England are favourites for the World Cup. Obviously, they're not going to come out and be like, oh, we're class, we're going to win it. Yeah, no, but yeah. Uh, I think come this time and what, two weeks' time when all five games have been played, that we're going to be in a much better situation to tell where we're going to be in that time frame. Um, but also, you've got to think as well, some of the, some of the young talent, aside, I just brought up the um, scorecards from the final ODI, which, which Ireland actually won. But like, in this squad, there's not even the likes of like um, Tom Banton, oh, who's done unbelievably well for Somerset and obviously in uh, the PSL recently. He was doing he was doing pretty well, but he's someone that like people are talking about as being the future of again the England T20 side for years to come. Yeah. And he's not in this series, but a year's development down the line, like if he carries on the way he's been doing the last couple of years, he's surely got to be in in in, in with a shout of playing He's um, I, in that I, in that World I'm Cup. I'm a fan of Tom Banton. Um, some of the shots he balls, it's in the big bash as well, when he was playing at Brisbane, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The shots he, I think it was when he reversed, paddled uh, Jai Richardson or something for six over the wicketkeeper's head. Mm -hmm. uh, and his, his just shot selections are incredible. Some of the things he does is audacious, like the reverse sweep that we saw from Pat the other day. He, he just does that for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the Tom Manton one though, I don't think he's so he's chosen not to go to the IPL. 
Because I think he wants to play Red Bull cricket for Somerset and he sees himself in the future Red Bull player for England. Or yeah, He wants to be like, yeah, he, he wants to play like all forms, doesn't he? Yeah. Like Which for is for England. Fair enough to him. Um, obviously, he's still young, so he's still got plenty of years left to make his millions in the RPR. I'm sure he's done quite well so far <laughs> playing in the various Yeah. Years. But um, I, yeah, like I said, a lot of respect for that, um, having that sort of drive, because he could quite easily just become one of those people that flies around the world. And I've got absolutely no yeah, problems yeah. with it at all. Like, I do that. Like, you still got to play cricket with great people and do it in wonderful places yeah. in the world. Um, but to, yeah, to see the drive that he wants to do it in Red Bull cricket as well is uh, positive. Looking forward to England. He just wants yeah, to be basically, Tom Bannon. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Everyone wants to be KP. <laughs> <sighs> nothing with that at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think we're in for a, a really good series. Um, I think I, I as well. Like, so, I mean, someone like Morgan's put under a bit of pressure as captain because, like, you say that he's one that could drop out if he isn't scoring the runs. But at the same time, I think his captaincy is so important for us. Mm. Like, he, like, he is a brilliant captain in terms of like the way he sets the field out and bowls people at the right time. Uh, I think also a person we all miss, miss a lot is also, also Liam Plunkett. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe not so much in the one day series in, in the T Twenty series side, but definitely in the one day series. Like his middle over bowling is going to be key. But you saw you saw in the World Cup final how important he was yeah. taking well, through three wickets, three wickets in in that time period where like people tend to just knock it about and score runs, like, like just score slowly, but be able to set it up for the final overs, isn't he? I still and he took three wickets and. How small it was they did that with Liam Plunkett. Like I know, yeah, I agree. I like, I think he, I, yeah. Did I, we even get any justification for it? Or none. It was like, it, it, it was just sorry, Liam. You're no, no longer in the squads. You're not getting essential he, contracts. He, he tweeted saying that he's yeah. upset. But so I'm pretty sure he yeah. found out by a journalist tweeting, "Oh, this person's not getting essential contract," and he was like, "Oh, okay." But with yeah, Liam Plunkett, we, we even in the World Cup because he missed a few games in the group stages. And I think we lost them. Yeah, and he came back yeah. in. Like, like, he, like, literally, as you said, in the middle overs, he got so much control and he was just um, something that we needed. And I think that that could be something that might come back to haunt us in that we don't have I say, to replace it. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, he obviously is, what, 36 years old? But then also you've yeah. got James Anderson that is getting better and better. And better. Um, yeah. yeah, the ECB did contradict themselves a little bit. Like, I'm pretty sure they did blame Plunkett on age and to get through younger players. And then he still pick a 36, 38-year-old Jimmy and Stewart in test matches. Yeah, and then like, obviously David Willey got given another go at the age yeah. of 31. Yeah. Obviously still, I mean, still not old. I, I, do, so, I yeah. do sort of see... I, I, I mean, the argument of Jimmy and Broad is a bit different. Like, they are the two best English bowlers of all time. And in terms of the test match stuff, that there aren't as many quicker bowlers coming through the ranks. So you can see why those two are staying. Whereas with the young guys in the T20 one day stuff, there are a lot of like big talents coming emerging all the time uh, in this sort of like, in, 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 in this sort of area. So oh, that's going to be interesting to see how no, that shows without him, the one day stuff. Again, I bring the point with Topley. Like, is Topley going to play the ODIs? As, as, obviously, we haven't named the squad, but like, he said that he wants to play all white ball forms, isn't he? Not not just T20. So, are they seeing him as the sort of Plunkett replacement? And that's why they're going to give him a go over Willie? Like, that makes more sense to me, I think. If he was to... 
if that's why he's in the squad in India, that makes sense to me over Willie. If we get the spot on, we should replace the ECB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll become the ECB's official accredited <laughs> podcast. Yeah, official sponsor podcast. And, Other yeah. boards are available. We'll <laughs> see so, so the five five T twenties all at the same place in Ahmedabad. Can I get a prediction for you guys? The whole series or just the first game? The whole series. Um, I'm saying we're going to win 3-2. Three, two. Three, two. And we're going to go 3 nil up. Interesting. I think we will also win. And I think we will win 3-2 as well. I'm also going to be boring. I'm going to go for a ballsy win. I'm going to go for 4-1 England. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, nice. And I reckon they'll get theirs at the very end because I reckon England will put out like Jake Ball and Matty Parkinson. Yeah. Actually, I don't mind Mike Parkinson playing. I'm a massive fan of leg spin. I think you both know that. But Yeah. Again, I think Parkinson is similar to, to a, a rash, isn't he? He's going to play a lot of one-day stuff for England eventually, but they aren't sold on, on, on his four-day bowling yet, which is why we would probably didn't see him in test matches. Uh, someone we, we answered about as well, it was also Pat Brown from Worcester. Yeah. Who's yeah. done very well in the last couple of years, who's not, who's not a part of the squad again. But again, that's like the example, isn't it? So much young talent coming through, and in a year's time in the World Cup, like these guys could be part of the squads and stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure Pat um, is 23 now, so like the fact he yeah. came so young, and um, yeah, it sets all up for future. With Pat Brown, I know obviously bowls uh, quite quick. It might be a case of it comes back in a few years' time. He's bowling a few miles an hour slower, but he's doing it with much more control and variations. More control, yeah. Uh, I think he, de- he he definitely had more of an effect in his first season, didn't he? He still did well last year in the T20, but he didn't, he didn't have as much impact as he probably would have liked to after his first season. Um, but his variation was just unbelievable in that first year, isn't it? When he first came on the scene, his death bowling was also brilliant to watch, just the way he nailed his Yorker every time and just set batsmen up. Uh, I think he's definitely one to watch moving forward. Uh, and again, our strength and depth in, in the one-day stuff is just unbelievable. Another one popped ahead, Phil Salt. Yeah, again. Yeah, Phil Salt. Well, yeah, yeah. In Big Bash, going IPL and stuff, playing well. And yeah. he doesn't even get mentioned because our batting's so good. I think he got a call up to a squad once. He didn't play, didn't he? He didn't play. He was, did he, he was called in to like be as a backup for someone, wasn't he? Or like, I think it was I, a, I do remember it. It was a T20 series somewhere at home, wasn't it? I think he got called into the game in Carter. And obviously, he didn't play. But cause I think he scored like a, a very quick. 80 odd in the blast like a few days beforehand um, yeah but yeah Phil Salt was someone that I think looking forward is again it just shows how stuck we got at batting but again the best thing about it is that quite a few of these players are coming through quite young so that when it gets to what five years time when you see, the, you see the chain in the guard you can bleed them in yeah. so that we've got it all sorted out like you think Joffre Arch is still quite young like yeah. we still got oh, 25 living 25 um, the Currens are both bloody young yeah. Parkinson's young um, I think I, I, I think this is a big series for someone like Liam Livingston um, because again he's someone like Sam Billings where like, like if it had been five years either or he'd again probably been a bit of a bigger mainstay in the team but like he's had chances and probably hasn't taken them yeah. as much as he would like to have done but again he had you know, obviously he's come off the back of a decent that was showing um, in some of the, the T20 tournaments Overseas and stuff, especially in the big bash, he was a big part of the a big part of his of, of his franchise over there. I think it's a big series for him because like he's going to want to obviously be a part of these squads, but 
if he doesn't perform when he's like, like now in this series, like someone like Banton surely comes in in place of him. And also, we're moving forward. also forgetting that England's best player, probably in all formats, Joe Root isn't even in the squad. Yeah, isn't in the squad, yeah. In the England squad, the T20 squad. And I know for Yorkshire last year, obviously yeah. he's not had the chance to play in many franchises because he's been playing for England and doing well. But um, even for Yorkshire last year, he was... He played very well. Bowled well, 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 yeah. Got a lot yeah. of runs. I think, like, obviously, again, Joe is, is vital to the one-day team by batting at, at three. If obviously, you want Roy or Bairstow or even if it's whoever it is to go out and obviously score quickly. But if you do lose an early one, I mean, Joe Root's coming in and he's just the best rotator like in one-day cricket. You want many better than him just to rotate the strike, is there? One day and, one. And, and even so, he still scores a run of ball in, the, in in those innings. So it's not like he bats slowly. Um, Coley and Smith are similar to that as well, in the fact that they're, they're not quick, quick yeah. scorers. They're rotational, run of ball players. They're... You've seen it in the yeah. World Cup before that. Like You'd see someone like Best or Roy, they'd both go for it, and then they'd one of them get out uh, scoring like a quick 20 or 30. Or, and then you'd see that someone's gone for... Like Bairstow sent someone six six six, and then Morgan comes in six six six, and you look at it and Root sent me off something. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Where did that come from because yeah. he just does it under the road. At... That's yeah. Those. Didn't he get a fifty in the World Cup final in uh, obviously when we lost to West Indies? Didn't he like? I remember Jay Roy got out early doors, didn't he? Like Jay, Jay Roy was out like second or third ball. Jason Root pressure. Root came out and like. I'm pretty sure he got a half century, didn't he, in that game, or he got close to one. I can't. Obviously, everyone, everyone remembers Stokes. He's uh, I've got two games. four sixes. Two great memories from that. Obviously, the remember the name, Greg Barkley. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what that because it was massively saying. Yeah. Then also, when was it played South Africa? South Africa, South Africa, and they scored at like 230 odd, and so I was going to come back from college. I was on the bus. I was just talking on the radio. And uh, was it Butler? We, no, it was... Um, we chased Royal, it, didn't we? Royal and Hales, I think, opened the button. I think they were like 60 for naught off two and a half overs. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Absolutely yeah. mental. <laughs> so uh, mad. But again, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy to think that Hales isn't even inside. Obviously, he's had problems, isn't he? But like... I, I, again, we We've done this whole podcast or, or this little session on one day. So we haven't mentioned Hales once, which is actually pretty mad because that's what everyone's talking about right now is, is Hales. Yeah. But it's like we have so many people in that position, like who are, who are, who are young. Hales has done unbelievably well on the big bash and probably arguably should be in the squad ahead of probably Roy right now on form. Also but obviously, team. there's yeah, all this know. issue with his, 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 his obviously off field problems or whatever. But like, yeah, he's he's like one who could come back in a year's time and be like one of the best in the world at opening the batting. Yeah, <laughs> the way like, the way he goes. Vince as well. He's um, obviously well known for getting to thirty, fair and lovely strokes, and then nicking off in test matches. I wouldn't mind if he got to thirty in twenty twenty or thirty yeah. overs. To be honest, then nick off. Um, <laughs> but again, that's just shows the quality and depth they've got at the moment, which is all well and good. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe this time, I don't actually know what time the game is tomorrow. The first one. But, um, uh, half one start, I think. The half one. So what about this time tomorrow? We'll be like, oh, we've got a spot on, or like, what do we even know? Yeah, or we've got it terribly wrong. We'll obviously yeah. put out the, we'll put it out, and we'll just like tweet afterwards that like, uh, we are sorry for everything we have 
you can ignore this podcast. We've got it completely wrong. Don't listen to it. Or you can be like, look at us. We are future England selectors yeah. <laughs> and uh, whatever. But like, yeah. I, 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 going on to tomorrow, I'd be very, I'd be very happy with the team that Joe said at the start. I, I, ideally, that would be our strongest side in this series. We will see some rotation, of course. Like, obviously, they've said it before. We are going to rotate. And the options behind them are very good. Um, I just, I, I just think, yeah, it's going to be a big series for a lot of these lads who want to go to the World Cup next year. Some of the lads that are in reserve, likes the Liam Livingston. I think Tom Curran's a big one. Are these sort of guys? They're going to need to have big series to like put themselves like this in, is the like, in with a shout. For some of them, especially in India, this is the audition. Yeah, exactly. It's the time to really put the, the, the name forward to be like, look, I've done it here and sort of thing. Yeah, well, very. I think that wraps it all up from us today. I think we've spouted enough gibberish and done more than enough uh, projections for the future. If they ever come true, who knows? Um, who knows? We'll see you tomorrow. Maybe we've got a, <laughs> a, a future career ahead of us in clairvoyancy. Yeah, who no, knows? We'll give up. Yeah. This is where Joe's 11 is like completely wrong and there's like four people missing or something. Or... Yeah. <laughs> read out the wrong squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Read the wrong team. Uh, all right, sweet guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed us, we've done a few. And uh, we'll be back after the T20s to look ahead to the ODIs. And we'll either be happy or sad. Or sad. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>